Well, I'm back after a couple of weeks off from uh, this podcast, and uh, I'm glad to be back with all of you today. Um, I had a great Easter uh, uh, at the uh, church uh, that I serve in Westmoreland, California. My family and I drove out there, so, so they're about two hours away from where I live, and uh, we drove out on Good Friday. I uh, got the kids out of school a little early, drove out f- on Good Friday, had a beautiful Good Friday service, a uh, tenebrae service, traditionally called a service of darkness, in which you start the service at full light and then slowly bring um, the uh, the lights down uh, as candles are extinguished and as the story of uh, the trial and crucifixion of Jesus is read. And uh, anyway, just a beautiful, powerful uh, service, and um, and then spent the day uh, in the area on um, Saturday, and um, got to participate in the food pantry at our church, uh, and then on Sunday, of course, we had our Easter services. Had a great um, sunrise service, uh, six o'clock in the morning, which is really early for me, but <laughs> it was really, really awesome. And uh, then, of course, our regular um, nine thirty service. And anyway, just a a great, great Easter weekend, uh, and then had uh, the next Sunday off and um, got to spend some time uh, with some good friends um, in Las Vegas, believe it or not. And so what I wanted to do in this episode is a couple of things. Um, today, I'm just going to kind of reflect on some thoughts uh, that I've been having recently. Uh, the first is I just want to kind of reflect on the James Taylor concert because it turns out to have been a little bit of a spiritual experience for me. And I kind of want to share a little bit about why that is and um, what I what I sensed uh, during that uh, during that concert. And then uh, if we get to it, if I don't spend too much time on that, then uh, I want to talk a little bit about some thinking I've been doing in terms of this concept of spiritual life and leadership as a two-by-two matrix. And I'll explain what that means when we get to it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking with you today, just kind of reflecting on some ideas. Um, I would love to hear back from you if you have any thoughts on any of these ideas uh, that I'll be sharing. Uh, and uh, as we get into it, I'm Marcus Watson, and this is episode 33 of Spiritual Life and Leadership. So uh, this was the third time that my wife and I have seen James Taylor in concert. Uh, the first time was back in 2016 at the sports arena here in uh, San Diego. Saw it with our friends Kevin and Mandy. Uh, the second time, my wife and I went to go see uh, James Taylor at the Hollywood Bowl uh, in Hollywood. And then uh, most recently, just last week in Las Vegas, he's there for a month. And uh, my wife, Robin, said, hey, let's go see James Taylor. Let's make a little trip out of it. And so together again with our friends, Kevin and Mandy, we uh, spent a couple of days in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace and lost just a little bit of money. <laughs> but, you know, you expect that when you go. Um I'm not, I've never been a huge James Taylor fan. You know, when I was younger, his music was just too mellow for me. I wanted something more, you know, driving and more beats and more electric guitar and all that. And, and that was never my experience. And my parents didn't really listen to James Taylor. And so I didn't really know who he was. Uh, I remember, 
uh, a music video on VH1 back in the early 90s. And I, I always thought, who is this bald guy, you know, singing these songs? <laughs> um, and then in the movie Cars, right, there's this song, Our Town. And I think that's uh, the next time that James Taylor really kind of became someone I was thinking about. I'm like, oh, that's a really, you know, kind of nice song, you know. Uh, and then um, my wife just sort of fell in love with his music. And um, I have grown to really like and appreciate his music. Um, and I really appreciate his presence in these concerts. Um, this is one of the most amazing things, is that during the uh, intermission, the first time we saw him, uh, he just sat down on the edge of the stage and started shaking people's hands and signing autographs and taking pictures for 20 minutes. And then when the intermission was over, he stood up, picked up his guitar, and did the second half of the concert. I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. And I think that says something about his character. Now, this is not about James Taylor, what I want to talk about, but one of the things that, that really stood out for me in this most recent concert uh, was how much of what he sings about is about broken shalom and restored shalom. And if you've heard me say, uh, you know, listen to any of the previous episodes, um, you know that this concept of shalom is something that's uh, really important to me and I think is at the heart of God's mission, of what God wants to do and why Jesus came. He came to restore shalom, to restore our relationship with God, right? That that peace between us and God, but also between human beings and each other, between human beings and the created order, and even uh within human beings themselves, a kind of inner shalom. Um, and so as I was listening, uh, I just heard these themes of broken shalom and restored shalom over and over again. Let me just give you a few examples. So he started out with the song Carolina in My Mind, um, which he had shared in uh, one of the other concerts that he wrote while he was in England at the very beginning of his career and was just feeling really homesick. Right. And so the chorus goes like this. This is my wife's favorite song of his. He says, in my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Maybe just like a friend of mine, it hit me from behind. And I don't understand that line. Right. Maybe just like a friend of mine, it hit me from behind. I don't know what that means. But then he says, yes, I'm going to Carolina in my mind. Right. There's this longing for home when you're not home. There's something missing. There's a brokenness of shalom, so to speak. And so there's this, there's this homesickness, but at the same time, by going to Carolina in his mind, there is a restoration of shalom within him. Right? That's what God wants for us. Restored shalom. He's going to, he's going home in his mind. And that's really the invitation of God, isn't it? Come home, come home. And, and I don't, you know, I used to think of going home uh, primarily in terms of going to heaven when I die, but I think going home just means also being at home in the world, right? This is the world that God created. And I think it's very applicable in a lot of ways for a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world in terms of immigration. There are people who are longing for a place to call home, and their homes have become unsafe. And so they're saying, where can I go and be at home? Just have a place of safety and rest and peace, a place of shalom. Isn't that what home is? Home is a place of shalom. Um, and so in terms of 
the world, you know, what is the church called to for those who are longing for home, for a place to call home? How can we be the kind of people who can help those without a home find a place that they can call home? That's God's invitation, right? God says, I will help you find a home. He did that for the people of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt. He said, I will give you a place to call home. So there's this broken shalom and restored shalom. Just in that song, Carolina in my mind, another song that he sang was Fire and Rain. Uh, the chorus of that song goes like this. He says, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, right? That's broken shalom. There have been times in my life when, uh, when my life has felt like fire and when my life has felt like rain. He says, I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end, right? That is shalom. That's a picture of shalom, sunny days that I thought would never end, right? Those are the times we all long for. And he says, I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, again, broken shalom, but I always thought that I'd see you again. And this is, um, I think, a song about Carol King. Uh, I'm just going to say it. I might be wrong. Uh, if I'm wrong, forgive me. But um, <clears throat> right, someone that he had had a relationship with, and uh, and it was it's a it's a song about broken shalom, and we experience that right. Anytime there's a broken relationship, that's broken shalom. That's not what God wants for the world. Uh, that's not what God wants for us. What God wants for us is restored shalom, healed shalom, uh, restored relationships. That's what God wants for us. The next song that he sang was You've Got a Friend. And what was really neat was that he said that this song was written by, again, I think, Carol King, who, um, uh, who, who wrote it in response to fire and rain. And he said the, the, the line, you've got a friend, was a direct response to his line in the song Fire and Rain, I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. And this was her way of saying, no, you've got a friend. Right? The, the song goes like this. When you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand and nothing, oh, nothing is going right. Right? That's broken shalom. Just close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest night. And that's restored shalom. And then the chorus, you just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. You could apply that to God too, right? God says, you just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. I will be there for you. And we can do that as human beings, right? God does that for us. We can do that as human beings, be there for each other. That's what, that's what restored shalom is about when it comes to our relationships with each other. And the next part of the song, he says, winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you've got to do is call and I'll be there. Yeah, you've got a friend. You've got a friend. <laughs> That's a great song, man. And and I was getting teary-eyed and choked up just listening to these uh, songs um, because uh, because I it's like I can't help but see and hear these things in terms of broken and restored shalom. And then there's one of my favorite songs, um, and I have to admit it's one of my favorites because. I first knew it as a song by Mylin Lefevre and Broken Heart back in the 
late eighties, early nineties, one of the Christian bands that I would listen to. I didn't know it was a song by James Taylor, uh, but it's called shower the people, right? And it goes like this, shower the people you love with love, right? Pour your love out on those that you love, show them the way you feel. Things are going to work out fine. If you only will shower the people you love with love, show them the way you feel. Things are going to be much better if you only will, right? Again, it's this picture of shalom. Isn't that what we're called to? Isn't that what Jesus did? He showered the people he loved with love. By the way, who did Jesus love? Everybody. (laughs) Does God shower the people he loves with love now? Yeah. And isn't that what we're called to do as human beings? as children of God, to shower the world with love. Yeah, this is a picture of restored shalom. It's a picture of restored shalom. And so we heard these songs, we were listening to these songs, and we were sitting in the mezzanine level, so kind of the one level up from the floor, and we had a front row uh, of the mezzanine level. And so just a great view of the crowd on the floor. Um, And, you know, I had this moment where I looked at all of those people um, and I was just filled with warmth. I kind of felt like this is... This is how God sees us, right? I'm not putting myself in the place of God, right? But I, but I had this view from above, from one level up. And I was like, you know, God looks down on us. And he doesn't just look down on us. I know he's with us and he's in us. But, the, but he, has the, he has the big picture, doesn't he? And he looks down on us. And I just think that he loves us. And I, I had this sense that God was looking down on this concert. And I don't know what James Taylor's spiritual life is like. I don't know if he's a Christian. He mentions Jesus once or twice in his songs. And I don't know about the people who are there either. Certainly some of them were Christians, but some of them weren't. But I just had this profound sense that every one of these children, some of them were very old, but these children are loved by God, right? And and as I looked at those people, right, I thought, man, these are people who know what suffering feels like, who know what betrayal feel like feels like. Uh, these are people who have been through really hard times in life. These are people who have experienced shame, right? And these are people who long for joy and for hope and for peace. And they were getting a taste of that in this concert. I got a taste of it in that concert, right? As I, as I uh, listened to and, and uh, it, it took in, you know, received the, this music and these songs and these lyrics of shalom, re- broken and restored shalom, there was hope and joy and peace in me. There was some, there was some restoration of shalom. And so I'm going to say something that I think, well, that I just really believe, is that God was there, right? God was in that concert. You know why? Because there was beauty there. Because there was hope in in that concert hall, right? There was joy in that concert hall. God was there. Shalom was being restored. Did he sing about salvation? No, right? Did he sing about theology? No, (laughs) right? He did mention Jesus in a couple of songs, uh, but or at least one. 
Right. But it wasn't like a, a profound like mention of and now believe in Jesus and this and that. But there was healing and and restoration in that room. Right. And I couldn't help but imagine God looking down on all of these people and just smiling. Right. Um, you know, and I felt almost a kind of love for these people. Uh, like like it was just a tiny glimpse into the kind of love that God has for every single one of us. And I had this strong sense that God said to all of them, you belong to me. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't reject God, right? can't resist God. But I really think that God says, you're included. You, I love you, and nothing can get in the way of that. You are mine. Does God understand our sin and our weaknesses and our failures? Of course he does. But he also understands our motives, our brokenness, you know, the, 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 the reason we do some of the things we do and that not that we can't help it, but sometimes we can't. We just don't know any better. God understands every part of that and wants to restore shalom in our lives, wants to bring healing and wholeness, restored relationships, um, restoration of our physical bodies, restoration of our economic well-being even, uh, restoration of our spiritual uh, selves and our spiritual relationship with God, right? Uh, Every part, God wants to bring that healing into our lives. Um, <clears throat> right, that's what God's interested in. Restoring shalom. Uh, in the way that James Taylor sings about, I would argue. Right? And the way that the people in that concert were in desperate need of. People need the healing of God, the shalom of God, and they got just a little bit of it. Maybe more than just a little bit in that concert with James Taylor. Well, uh, I said that I was going to possibly also talk about uh, the 2 by 2 matrix, but I'm going to hold off on that. Uh, I'm already at 20 minutes, and I feel like this could be another 20 minutes, and so we're just going to make it another episode. Uh, but I, you know, I hope that these reflections were encouraging. I just think that it's important to understand and and recognize that God is at work everywhere. God isn't limited to just working through church people. Uh, God can work through every single human being, everyone. And, And so often God works through us and we have no idea that God's even doing that. And gosh, I just, I I hope and I pray that God will continue to open my eyes to the ways that God is at work in the world in ways that I formerly would never even have imagined, right? Too often we say, well, that's not, that's not Christian or that's not spiritual. And so, but you know what? Everything is spiritual, right? And God, there is no place where God is not at work. God is at work everywhere. And I think that God, in various ways, is at work through everyone. And so I'm just grateful for that experience of shalom in that concert with James Taylor. Well, thanks so much for being uh, with me again today. I'm glad to be back with you here on the podcast. And, uh, and uh, I pray for shalom for your life, 
for restored relationships, for uh, restored hope, for restored healing, for uh, whatever it is that you need to, to, to experience restoration, and I, I pray for that. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me, I'd love for you to shoot me an email, Marcus uh, at Wat- uh, sorry at um, marcuswatson.com, uh, Marcus with a K. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus Watson again, Marcus with a K. And um, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be great too. So thanks so much for being with me today, and I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership.